Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today we will continue in the book of Revelations, which is the last book of the Bible, the last book of the New Testament. And we will be in chapter 21 of Revelation. And I will be using the NIV, the New International Version. Uh, before I get started, I always like to read what the Bible is, which I obtained from Dr. Vodi Bakum. You can find him on YouTube. And you can also put in your search engine, Vodi Bakum Ministries, it'll pull it up. Great Bible teacher. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. That's why you can depend on the Bible. And in the book of Revelations, it is an allegorical or spiritual method. The images and events are figurative, a deeper meaning of spiritual truth, uh, and symbolic numbers. I thought that was fairly interesting. And also, for your Bible study and reading, I would suggest um, obtaining uh, Matthew Henry's commentary on the Bible. And uh, the one that's probably simpler to use would be Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. And you can find that on any book site or just put in a search engine and put in that, and it'll, and it'll bring up a lot of different um, uh, booksellers that sell it. And also, if you would like an online study of it, uh, you can find it on BibleStudyTools.com and go to Menu, go to Study Tools, go to Commentaries, down to Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Bible, complete. And you can get it that way also, which is a big help. Especially Revelations, because... Uh, being a revelation is an allegory, then it's good to have a way of interpretation of what they're actually saying within um, the written word there. Okay, so we will be in um, Revelation chapter 21, and that's verses 1 through 27, and they are two sections. The first one is a new heaven and new earth, verses 1 through 8. Uh, the new Jerusalem, the bride of the Lamb, verses 9 through 27. So let us begin at Revelation chapter 21, and I will be reading out of the NIV, the New International Version, just to make it simpler to understand. Here we go at verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. Verse 2, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Verse 3, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Verse 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order 
of things has passed away. Verse 5. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Verse 6. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Verse 7. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Verse 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Okay, at um, verse 9, the, the, the title in this section is The New Jerusalem, the Bride of the Lamb. Okay. Verse 9. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. Verse 10. He carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. Verse 11. It shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. Verse 12. It had a great high wall with 12 gates and with 12 angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Verse 13. There were three, greats, three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. Verse 14. The wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names... of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. So let me go back. Verse 14, the wall of the city had twelve foundations. On them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Verse 15, the angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. Verse 16, the city was laid out like a square as long as it was wide. He measured the city with a rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length, and as wide and high as it is long. For 17, the angel measured the wall using human measurement, and it was 144 cubits thick. Verse 18, the wall was made of jasper, and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. Verse 19, the foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third a gate, the fourth emerald. Verse 20, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. Verse 21, the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each gate made a simple pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. Verse 22, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. Verse 23, the city does not need the sun or the moon or to shine on it, for the glory of God gives its light, and the lamp 
and the Lamb is its lamp. Verse 24. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. Verse 25. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. Verse 26. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Verse 27. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that ends um, chapter 21. So we have one more chapter to go, and we will do this uh, next time. And that will, will complete the Book of Revelations and the understanding of it. Now, let me read from Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. go. Yeah, yep. Okay, Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary on the Whole Bible, ch chapter 21, and I'll just read the beginnings of it. Number one, introduction to the vision of New Jerusalem, verses 1 through 9. Number two, the vision, verses 10 through 27, a new heaven and new earth, the new Jerusalem where God dwells and Banishes all sorrow from his people, verses 1 through 8. Its heavenly origin, glory, and secure defense, verses 9 through 21. Its perfect happiness that is filled with the light of God and the Lamb. The free access of multitudes made holy, verses 22 to 27. Let's begin, verse 21, verses 1, uh, chapter 21, verses 1 through 8. The new heaven and new earth will not be distinct from each other, the very earth of the saints. Their glorified bodies will now be spiritual and heavenly as suited to those pure mansions. The old world will have passed away. There will be no sea. This aptly represents freedom from conflict, conflicting passions, temptations, troubles, changes, and alarms from whatever can divide or interrupt the communion of the saints. Of saints. This new Jerusalem is the church of God in its new and perfect state. The church triumphs. This blessedness comes wholly from God and depends on Him. The presence of God with His people in heaven will not be interrupted as it is on earth. He will dwell with them continually. All effects of former trouble shall be done away. Believers have often been in tears by reason of sin, of affliction, or of calamities of the church, but no signs, no remembrance of former sorrows shall remain. Christ makes all things new. If we are willing and desirous that the gracious Redeemer should make all things new in our hearts and nature, we hope that he will make all things new in respect of our situation till he has brought us to in Enjoy complete happiness. See the certainty of the promise. God gives us titles, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, as a pledge for the full performance. Sensual and sinful pleasures are muddy and poison waters. 
and the best earthly comforts are like the scanty supplies of a cistern. When idolized, they become broken cisterns and yield only vexation. But the joys which Christ imparts are like waters springing from a fountain, pure, refreshing, abundant, and eternal. The sanctifying consolations of the Holy Spirit prepare for heavenly happiness. They are streams which flow for us in the wilderness. The fearful would, would not meet the difficulties of religion, and their slavish fear came from their unbelief. Others were so dastardly as not to dare to take up the cross of Christ, but ran into abominable wickedness. The agonies and terrors of the first death will lead to the far greater terrors and agonies of eternal death. Chapter 21, nine through, verses 9 through 21. God has various employments for his holy angels. Sometimes they sound the trumpet of divine providence and warn a careless world. Sometimes they reveal things of a heavenly nature to the heirs of salvation. Those who would have clear views of heaven must get as near to heaven as they can. On the mount of med meditation and faith, the subject of the vision is the church of God in a perfect triumphant state, shining in its luster, glorious in relation to Christ, which shows that the happiness of heaven consists in intercourse with God, and in conformity to Him, the change of emblems from a bride to a city shows that we are only to take general ideals from the description. The wall is for security. Heaven is a safe state. Those who are there are separated and secured from all evils and enemies. This city is vast. Here is room for all the people of God. The foundation of the wall, the promise and power of God and the purchase of Christ are the strong strong foundations of the safety and happiness of the church. These foundations are set forth by 12 sorts of precious stones, denoting the variety and excellence of the doctrines of the gospel or of the graces of the Holy Spirit or the personal excellences of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heaven has gates. There is a free admission to all that are sanctified. They shall not find themselves shut out. These gates were all of pearls. Christ is the pearl of great price, and he is our way to God. This street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. The saints in heaven tread gold underfoot. The saints are there at rest, yet it is not a state of sleep and idleness. They have communion, not only with God, but with one another. All these glories represent heaven only faintly. Chapter 21, verses 22 to 27. Perfect and direct communion with God will more than supply the place of gospel institutions. And what words can better express the union of co-equality of the Son with the Father and the Godhead? What a dismal world would this be if it were not for the light of the Son? What is there in heaven that supplies its place? The glory of God lightens that city and the Lamb of the light thereof. God in Christ will be an everlasting foundation, fountain of knowledge and joy to the saints in heaven. There is no night, therefore no need of shutting the gates. All is at peace and secure. The whole, uh, the whole shows us that we should be more and more led to think of heaven as filled with the glory of God and enlightened by the presence of the Lord Jesus. Nothing sinful or unclean 
idolatrous or false and deceitful, can enter. All the inhabitants are made perfect in holiness. At the present time, the saint, saints feel a sad mixture of corruption, which hinders them in the service of God and interrupts their communion with Him. But at their entrance into the Holy of Holies, they are washed in Christ's blood and presented to the Father without spot. None are admitted into heaven who work abominations. It is a free it is free from hypocrites such as make lies, knowing that nothing unclean can enter heaven. Let us be stirred up by these glimpses of heavenly things to use all diligence and to perfect holiness in the fear of God. And that concludes that part. And we will only have one more chapter to go after that to complete the book of Revelations. Let me read you some scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, NIV. Do not add what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, NIV. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26, NIV, New International Version. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? That is powerful. John chapter 6, verse 44 and 65, NIV. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up in the last day, verse 65. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. Romans chapter 5, verse 10, NIV. For if while we were God's enemies, we were recounseled to him through the death of his son, how much more having been recounseled shall we be saved through his life. That is powerful. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, NIV. And Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that's a fact. That's why we can trust Coming to Christ. Let me read you some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. King James Version, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God has raised thee from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confesseth man to salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And that's why we who are saved try to tell people about Christ and how to be saved. Because someone told us, but we're also commanded in Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 through 20, the Great Commission, where it says to go out into the world and to teach and baptize. And so that's what we try to do. We try to get the word out there as much as possible. So why do we need Jesus? Well, because 
uh, we are all separated from God before you come to Christ. For those who come to Christ, we're separated from God because of our sins. Because uh, God has wrote the Ten Commandments on our hearts. So we know right from wrong, but yet we do it anyways because we have, um, uh, because we're born into sin uh, due to Adam and Eve, who were the first two on earth. And both of them disobeyed God, so therefore sin came unto the world, and that's why everything's corrupted. And that's why we all get old and die, and that's why everything eventually dies. You're born, you live, you die. And that's why there's dust and dirt and everything else, and everything corrodes, and you have to constantly uh, work on it or fix it or whatever because we live in a, a world of corruption due to sin. So we're all guilty. And let me give you some examples of that. Have you ever hated someone in your heart? According to Jesus, he said you already committed murder in your heart. Um, have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, you already committed adultery, which would be the seventh commandment. Um, have you ever borrowed everything, uh, borrowed something, or maybe uh, took a paper clip or borrowed a pen and didn't bring it back or whatever? To us, it's nothing, and it doesn't amount. Uh, it doesn't matter about the amount, but it's. God judges us on the uh, the intent of what we're doing, and because we don't hold it highly or anything, we sin because God's because uh, God's um, His moral is very high, and ours are very, very, very low. So, so He takes it serious, but we don't, and that's because we have sin in us. So that's why we need Christ, because there's no way we can go as ourselves to heaven. It's not going to work. So Jesus came and he paid the ultimate price. He became the one-time sacrifice. Before the Old Testament, they would have to sacrifice of like perfect lambs and stuff like that um, just to cover it temporarily. And they had to be a big, uh, like once a year, they all come together and do all this. But we don't have to do that now because... Jesus came and uh, he was born of a, of a virgin named Mary, and uh, he he walked the earth for thirty three years, and he had a ministry uh, for like the last three and a half years, which he told about the good news, which is uh, the good news is that if we come and repent of our sins and put our trust in Christ, then we can go to heaven, and that was the basics of the good news. So. Now, if we humble ourselves as a child and repent or ask God for forgiveness of all our sins and to put the trust that we we have in ourselves and take that trust and place it in Christ alone, then we can be saved and uh, we can have heaven for eternity. But you have to go through Christ. Christ is our bridge. Without Christ, we can't get there because because uh, nothing holy can enter heaven. So we have to go through Christ to be holy because we're sinful. And that's why Christ died and he gave, when he was on the cross, the last verse he says, when it is finished, that means the price had been paid for our sins and now we can come by faith believing. So that's what we need to do and I would encourage you, um, if you if you understand that you're separated from God and, and that if you were to die in your your sins, that you would go to hell or worse than he eternity of torment and fire and everything else because of our 
rejection of God. So if you come and you repent and humble yourselves, then you can bypass that place and go to heaven. It's kind of like if you're in a plane that's about to crash and somebody gives you a parachute. That parachute is going to, to hang on to that because it's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. So I would, I would really recommend that you you pray to God and you ask Him because every 24 hours, 100,000 people die in the world and you could be part of that 100,000. You know, we never know when our time's up. So I, I wouldn't wait. And then once you do come to Christ and you ask for forgiveness, find a good Bible-believing teaching church to go to so you could learn how to serve and, and understand the Bible better and start reading the Bible, find a good Bible, um, like probably start out like the NIV and International Version or the, um, uh, the New King James Version, other good versions. Um, and uh, that will help you to get started and start in the book of John so you get the basics just in the New Testament. And when you read, finish John and read the rest of the New Testament, then when you finish that, then uh, uh, Start in the Old Testament so you can learn. What I do is, is I read, um, I read like a chapter in the the old, a chapter in the new, just to keep me going. Also read Psalms. It's good to read Proverbs too. But so that's what we need to do, and that's why we need Christ because we're separated from. Now let me give some resources. All these you can find online and on YouTube, and some have their websites. Doctor Vody Bakum, he's on. YouTube, and you go to search and put Dr. Vody Baca Ministries and pop it up. Living Waters is Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis.org. Well Builders with David Barton, wellbuilders.com, and he he also has a daily radio show you can find online. And he teaches a lot on, on American Christian history. Dr. Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. Apology of Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin, apologyofstudios.com. You can listen on audio to Apple Podcasts. And also, you can get a free seminary education if you go to apologyofstudios.com and go to the uh, the menu. Then it'll have a Dr. Greg Bonson or Greg Bonson or Bonson U. And you can click on there and start getting a free seminary education. It's wonderful. I listen to it myself. Also, if you would like to correspond with us, our email is babaeducationinstitute at gmail.com. And we have a new website. It's very simple, nothing fancy, but it works. And it is five, lowercase d, lowercase b, lowercase e, 1182, lowercase e, 5831 dot, lowercase site, s-i-t-e, 123 dot, and lowercase m-e for me. And... Uh, at the bottom, on the description of the podcast, it should be highlighted where you can just click on the link and it'll take you right to it. And also, another good teacher is R.C. Sproul with Ligonier Ministries, and you can find him on YouTube. And also, you can find the podcast of uh, Baba Education Institute with Reverend Henry Kelly on Listen Notes, Luminary Podcast, FM, uh, uh, Player FM, Helium Radio, Helium Radio 
Network, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G-Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and others. And also, you can find us on YouTube, Rumble, Telegram, Getter, Twitter, Facebook, and Gab. And here's the other good teachers, Doug Wilson, Gary DeMar, and all these can be found on YouTube. And again, with Pastor Jeff Durbin, Apologia Studios. Uh, Dr. James White, he's on YouTube and Apology Studios. Pastor Joe Webbin with Right Response Ministries. Dr. Rudy Bacham, YouTube. Um, and Dr. R.C. Sproul with Ligonier Ministries. And that will do it for today. And let me give you um, some other resources that might be helpful. Um, I get a lot of books from these uh, places here, like books and Bibles and stuff. Um, Abe Books, A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S, Thrift Books, Amazon, and Alibris, A-L-I-B-R-I-S. Or you can just put a book you're looking for, and it'll pop up different sellers. Um, and also, for actually, you go to TCT Network, and there's one program that was good there. You go to on-demand programs and find Faith in History with William Federer, and he, he tells you all about church history, American history, and around the world. It's fantastic. And there used to be another one for the Old Testament, uh, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and he's no longer there. But you can find him on RabbiDanielLappin.com, and he has a podcast, Daniel, Dan Daniel Lappin Podcast. And you can find him on YouTube, and if you go to the website, uh, his wife also helps him sometimes, and she has a uh, website blog, and it's called uh, Susan's Musings. It's real interesting. And... And they just go over the Old Testament, but at least you can learn a lot from it. So till the next time, remember, read your Bible daily without fail and do what it says.